Hi, I'm Megan Fee, and this is GRC and Me, where we interview industry thought leaders in governance, risk, and compliance on hot topics, industry-specific challenges, trends, and more to learn about your methods, solutions, and outlook in the space. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of GRC and Me. Today, I sit down with Anthony Riley. He's the Director of Security Risk Management at Okta. And we talk about the different factors that go into measuring risk, how to effectively report on risk, and all of the benefits that can come from it. And now, here's my insightful conversation with Anthony. Anthony, welcome. Thank you for joining us on another episode of GRC and Me. Thanks for having me. Yes. Okay. So I think a great place to start, a lot of folks always want to know more about you and your journey to this role of a director of security risk management at Okta. I'm always keen to understand, like, how do people get into this space? What's that winding path that folks take to their current role? So if you'd be so kind, walk us through that. Where did you start your career journey and how has it led you here? Yeah, so I graduated college at James Madison University with a degree in computer information systems. And my first job out of college was at KPMG, and I did risk consulting, which is basically external audit. And my last job or my last client at KPMG was creating an internal audit program for a hospital in Cleveland. And that was very interesting to me. I really liked being able to help the team build out this function. They were very appreciative of that. And so I was like, I actually like the internal audit space. I think I'm going to like that a little bit more than external audit. And so then I went into internal audit at a few financial institutions. And then I quickly realized that it wasn't the audit piece, the internal audit piece that I liked. It was more the advisory piece and working with the customer, working with the teams to actually implement what your recommendations were. Mm. So then I moved into into first line risk management. And so then I was able to help teams identify what their risks are and then being able to implement and help fix the risks, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, then uh, from financial institutions, I uh, it's kind of a small network uh, within the security world. Mm-hmm. So I saw an opportunity arise and I knew uh, some people that worked at DocuSign and I reached out to them to learn more about the company and to learn more about the role. And they were like, actually, I think you'd be a really good fit for this. You should apply. And I was like, okay. So I did. And then I was at DocuSign for about a year and there were some leadership changes and that was really why I joined DocuSign. Mm-hmm. So then I joined Okta. Great. So yeah. you went, yeah. And so you worked in the space in a financial services sector, and now you're in a technology sector. So yes. you've seen probably different risk cultures too, and different methodologies used and all of that. So how has that deepened your understanding or maybe shaped the way of the work that you do now? And tell us a little bit about that. And then also think about sharing with us, you know, when you think about risk, what are the factors that you should consider when you're measuring risk? So tell me a little bit about that. How has cultures changed of risk awareness based on these different industries you've worked in? Yeah. So financial institutions are very highly regulated, as you would probably expect and want so that people don't steal your money. And (laughs) then like SaaS companies are not usually that focused on risk. They're usually focused on 
let's get this product out very quickly. Let's make sure the uptime is near 100% if possible. And they're not that regulated. You obtain certifications through different, uh, like ISO certification, FedRAM certification, PCI, things like that. But it's not really regulated. It's not like the OCC or the SEC coming in and being like, hey, you have to follow these rules. Yeah. But having that mindset, going knowing that, that really kind of shaped my foundation for risk management. So I kind of knew based on that regulations, what was kind of right, what was kind of wrong and kind of... It's almost like you knew you knew how to be like very critically aware because you ha- came from a very rigid structure Yes. to probably environments where they weren't as, obviously, they weren't as regulated. Correct. So it's, it's probably great experience because you could bring a little bit of that structure. Correct. Maybe a lot of that structure into teams that weren't familiar with it. And that's really great. That's interesting. Okay. So my next question for you is just what are the different factors that you would consider in measuring risk? Yeah. So you can, it kind of depends on the organization you're in. I mean, different teams are going to measure risk differently. Okay. But things that should be considered is the likelihood of the risk. Like how frequently could that happen? What the impact of that risk is going to what would the impact of that risk be if it were to become realized? Okay. What type of risk is it? Is it like human capital? Is it cybersecurity? Mm. Is it change management? Because all of those are going to have different impacts. And that was going to help with reporting as well, because those are going to be what you're going to want to think about when you're measuring risk, as well as doing maybe like a scenario analysis. Mm. Um, so if this type of risk were to come to fruition, What's going to be the impact to the company? What's mm. going to be the impact to your team potentially? So these are different things you're going to want to consider one when you're measuring risks. Well, I appreciate that because I know you had talked not too long ago about what should people do in measuring a risk effectively? How should they prepare to do that? And then how do you then communicate that measurement of risk? So what advice, what best practices, what do you do to measure risk and communicate? that risk? Yeah. So for the inherent risk rating, you look at the likelihood and severity, and that's going to help you with measuring that risk, as well as what controls are in place to help mitigate that risk. And then based on those two scores, that's going to help drive the residual risk rating, or that's going to derive the residual risk rating. And then based on that, that's what you're going to prioritize with the mitigations. So each risk, well, that's Depending on your risk appetite, you might actually choose to accept that risk, mm-hmm. to transfer that risk, avoid the risk, or to mitigate it. If it's critical, you're probably going to want to mitigate it. That's probably going to be the priority for your team. They're going to want to focus on that. Mm. And so when you're reporting that out, you want to make sure you know your audience because reporting to the board of directors versus reporting to the risk owners versus reporting to uh, your team they all have different knowledge of risk management. They all have different knowledge of the process probably, whereas Mm -hmm. my team helped me perform that risk assessment, whereas the board has no idea that we even probably performed that risk assessment. So providing them those results. So yeah, definitely know your audience. You wanna make sure that you provide enough information, but not too detailed of information. I think details are very important. However, if you wanna provide like the raw data or the analysis, I would suggest putting that in the appendix. That way you're not overloading them with data because then it can, again, be overwhelming and Mm -hmm. uh, they might just get lost. Mm -hmm. And other things that you would probably want to consider, um, not everything is critical. So don't say uh, the world is not always on fire. Mm -hmm. If it is, then Mm -hmm. is it really? 
I like that. You just call attention to the conversation that needs critical response, right? Like bring attention, you know, don't assume everyone understands what impact and likelihood even mean or inherent and normalize it for the board, right? Normalize it into the context of business terms that they might understand. What would you say if you can't effectively do this, if you can effectively measure and report on risk, what are some of the outcomes that a business can benefit from or what are the impacts of that in your opinion? Yeah. So some of the benefits of effectively reporting risks to the board and to management is helping prioritize work because Mm. if it's a critical risk, you're going to prioritize those mitigations so that you can help reduce that risk. It helps give insight into how the controls are operating. So then you know which controls are insufficient or which ones are effective. And you're probably going to, again, prioritize the ones that are ineffective so that you can help with the effective, with switching the controls from insufficient to effective that will help reduce the residual risk. Um, So again, that's prioritizing work. I also think that reporting on risk consistently Mm -hmm. helps provide like a risk culture, Mm -hmm. because that's actually one thing that was very different from the banking world versus like tech companies, is that in the banking world, risk management was required. We Mm -hmm. had to do this, everyone was aware of it. Whereas in a technology company, people don't really know what risk management is. They might not know what those terms are. And so that's actually one thing that I would put in my decks as well, and probably the appendix is like, depending on who you're reporting to, you might want to put like terms and like definitions because they might not know that. Yes. And that, so reporting on risk consistently will help provide a risk-aware culture Mm -hmm. so that when the employees are doing something, they're like, hey, that actually might be a risk. Maybe I should let the risk management team know this. Yeah. And so they're proactively identifying those risks and providing them to us. And we're not just identifying risks through risk assessments. That's when you know that your program is becoming mature. And that's key. That's golden. I was going to say that's like the gold standard. It's like when you've got your business leaders participating in the conversation, collaborating in it and owning it with you. Say at Logicate, risk is a team sport. And I love that you'd mentioned that. Yeah, that's incredible. And to learn more about how you can measure and report on your risk management efforts, visit Logicate.com today. And until next time, this is Megan Fee with GRC and me.